Welcome to This Week in Photo. Bandwidth for this podcast is brought to you by CashFly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This episode is brought to you by Carbonite. Carbonite Online Backup is automatic and unlimited backup for your computer files with anytime, anywhere access. Try it free today at Carbonite.com and use the offer code TWIP to get two bonus months with purchase. That's Carbonite.com with the offer code TWIP. This episode is also brought to you by Squarespace.com, the fast and easy way to create a high-quality website or blog. For a free trial and 10% off your new account for six months, go to Squarespace.com and use the offer code TWIP9. This week on TWIP, a special interview episode with artist, author, and educator Katrin Eisman. In this interview, we discuss digital photography, post-processing applications like Lightroom, and even new apps like the recently announced Carousel from Adobe. So sit back, relax, and meet our latest guest, Katrin Eisman. Katrin Eisman is an internationally recognized artist, author, and educator who's been working with digital imaging tools since 1989. Her extensive teaching and speaking engagements address the latest tools and techniques of digital imaging and the impact they're having on professional photographers, artists, and educators. So Katrin Eisman, welcome to This Week in Photo. Hey, Frederick, I'm glad to be here. All right. Thanks for coming on. It is, I'm on the West Coast and it is 9, 10 a.m. And you're in your lunch break, I would assume, right? I, I'm ready. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> lunch break and a nap. Lunch break in New York City. <laughs> so cool. Thanks for coming on. I've, we've got a lot to talk about, so I think I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, you and I spoke, um, I think I did an interview for my blog with you, um, geez, a couple of years ago, and a lot has happened in that window. So, um, like I was saying in the intro, you're chairing the, the SVA. So tell us what the SVA is and right. why it's so important to digital photographers or creatives. Okay, well, I welcome the opportunity. Well, SVA is uh, this stands for the School of Visual Arts, and it's a very large private art school, well, privately owned and operated art school in New York City, very well known on the, on the East Coast, with approximately a little over 4,000 students. Thousand faculty members, and um, they've got undergrad, graduate degrees, continue ed classes in pr- pretty much any field. I mean, if you can make it, see it, feel it, or talk about it, so uh, it's an exciting place to be. And I have a, a new graduate program that, well, it's going to its fifth year, called the uh, Masters of Digital Photography program and it's for working professionals and educators and now we're getting a lot of these second career people that really want to get up to speed on their skills in digital reinvent themselves or really you know become the professional photographer so it's really exciting we've got people from all around the world in our program you know because if you google graduate digital photography we're still coming up on top um, very intense, ten and a half month program. You know, we tell the, the people on the first day, let your family know you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> They're you not going to get a video of you sitting in a chair in a newspaper, right? <laughs> no, no, and that uh, you'll see them again in July. Yeah. So, so it's 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 really exciting because the international students, the ages, the ages are usually from like twenty three to sixty. Um, the we've had. You know, working photojournalists, retired cardiologists, vice presidents, commercial photographers, fine art, fashion. So, and it's very small. There's only 16 students. Wow. So there's no, there's no like hiding or or being overlooked. Because you, know, you know what I think of when I think of when I think of that school, the School of Visual Arts. You remember that show? I think it was the 80s or the 70s uh, called Fame. It took place. Yep. It yep, took yep, place yep. in New York. It was. It Up was the Lincoln school Center. of performing arts, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah. So every it was a it was like the precursor to 
uh, glee, I guess. <laughs> you know? right. So you have all these, these, these creative kids of all ilks, you know, running around and every now and then they break into song, you know. So do you guys break into song every now and then? <laughs> yeah, we go on photo walks. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Spontaneous photo walks, right? <laughs> well, they do it when they get like, you know, when, when things are just getting, they're getting stressed out. It's like, okay, I'm out of here. And they'll just like take off. And like take pictures for half an hour, and it sort of settles everybody down. Yeah, yeah, it's so, good therapy. It's, it's good. Therapy. So, what do you think about so the? <clears throat> what's a good way to frame this question? So the there's digital or distance learning, you know, because we've got Kelby, we've got Linda, we've got uh, video to brain, on and on. You know, we've got these services where photographers can go and plunk down their credit card and sit in their underwear in front of their Mac or their PC and learn stuff. You know, um, and do it kind of uh, just in time, you know, or, you know, on demand. Like, okay, I feel like I want to learn about how to light with one stroke. So I'm going to go to Kelby. I'm going to look at some Joe McNally videos and get inspired and go out and shoot. So that sort of unstructured pay as you go or subscription based distance learning versus the fame environment, you know, where you've got all the, the, the electricity of the people in the room and the instructor in the front telling you stuff that you can ask questions to. Right. How do you feel? Do those things work together or are they competing against each other? Well, what's, what's amazing is, well, first of all, people learn in many different ways. So, you know, be it book, video, DVD, live seminars, etc. Mm-hmm. On that note, we also have an online component. Hmm. So we've uh, ported the entire curriculum to uh, an, an intensive online uh, classroom situation. Very limited, only 10 people in the class. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's certainly no hiding there. Yeah. There's a lot of reading, assignments, also videos, critique, feedback. But the, the big difference between pursuing a, a degree in an accredited university is the uh, everything's been really it's been vetted the curriculum the teachers and i'm not saying that like kelby and lindy haven't vetted their their faculty members but we've really striven striven to have the the highest professional knowledge and techniques and we get the best instructors so the other part that's that you don't get in like a video is the critique the feedback you know, do right. not put your pictures on Flickr if you want an honest opinion. Yeah, yeah, because everything's great. Yeah, the the uh, another another guest that I had uh, a couple of days ago or a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, was um, Jack Resnicki, who I know sure. you know very well. He's he, he also, teaches in our program. He teaches in your program, and he was uh, throwing up the red flag about posting your images on Flickr, especially with no copyright attribution. Right. So he was uh, he was very clear about that. Well, <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know, if I hear or see on Flickr or Facebook again someone saying "nice capture," it's like, what are we like, lion hunters? <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. You you snagged that photo very well. What bait did you use? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's a you know, the thing is, is like with the online training or with the Kelby or you know, it's like, you know, you can't expect everybody like, oh, you know, stop your life and go to a graduate program. You know, and if you want to learn a specific skill or like lynda.com for software skills, fabulous resource. You know, yeah. it's, 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 it's required. If you're really thinking about, I want to step up professionally, I want to reinvent myself, I want to become, that takes dedication, work, and a lot of caffeine. Yeah, yeah. And that's really what a graduate program is about. It's not a quick decision. I mean, it's a commitment, right? I mean, this it, is like it's like a relationship, or longer than some relationships, right? Um, and it feels like it from our <laughs> side too. Yeah, no, it's a commitment. It's a commitment, obviously, financially, time, your energy, your family. You know, everybody that you know practically is going to be part of that program. Um, and so it is. You have to really look at your life. Go, what are my goals? Does it fit? You know, is this the right program? Is it the right time? And then you have to dedicate yourself. There's no like going to graduate school on the side, because yeah. we really we really see the changes in the students. And and the tiniest little thing is like every year a few students like change their names, hmm. and it's really interesting. Cause change they, their they, names, like they go from you know Frederick Johnson to you know 
Fred they go, or something? Yeah, no, 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 no. They go back in their family history. Like, you know, a name that's been anglicized, they go back to the original family name. Oh, really? Or, you know, some people that come from other countries, you know, instead of calling them their original name in their language, they say, oh, you know, you know, you can call me Charlie. And then after a couple of weeks, it's like, no, I'm not comfortable with that. So it's really, it's really interesting because working in this field and, and thinking about your art and, you know, what you're photographing, you know, you're really showing yourself. Mm-hmm. So these people go through a lot of changes. Um, so. I'm no stranger to that. That's interesting. I went through a, a similar change because I was, for years, I even wrote a book under the name Fred Johnson. And uh-huh. then, yeah, then I, then I had the realization, you know, why am I not using the name that my parents gave me? <laughs> you know? So yeah. I, I started writing Frederick Van Johnson on everything, which is my full and legal name. So That's right. Yeah, that's really interesting. So, okay, let's talk about the credentials. Right. From a from a creative perspective, mm-hmm. um, a lot of folks will say, you know, what? who cares about a piece of paper that you have? Who cares that you have a degree from whatever? Just show me your portfolio. Show me the work. Show me that you understand the concepts and you have the creative talent or eye to execute on a particular topic or idea. And then you'll get the job. You know, that kind of thing. So people that, hey, just found out, hey, they may be in, they may have been a soccer mom and then they realize that they have this talent for shooting landscapes and they just click with it and now they have this beautiful portfolio of landscape shots and they're going out and selling them in gallery shows versus the person that that is quote classically trained at the SVA does and they have the piece of paper showing that hey I am a real X I'm a real photographer I'm a real artist I'm a real you know communicate visual communicator um does it matter? Does it matter that you have that piece of paper if you have the talent? And how do they complement each other? Talent's only part of it. I mean, we see that all the time. There's a lot of talented people. You know, you might be able to be good, good at, at one thing, but, you know, the idea of learning how to really come up with the concept, come up with that idea, visualize it, and then execute it mm-hmm. is important. And then you mentioned Jack Nikki. We spent 15 weeks on business. Okay, we we, we think it's very important. He'll spend 15 weeks with Jack Resnicki learning that stuff because I spent two hours in a class with him, you know, at that Maui photo festival and my head is still spinning. (laughs) That's right. I mean, because we really think it's important that our students and our graduates actually get paid for their work. Yeah. So, you know, we're one of the few programs that actually puts that much emphasis on it, you know, invoicing, billing, your rights, model releases, property releases, what to do if your images, if there's a copyright infringement. I mean, so many programs don't, don't address that. Yeah. You know, and it is, it's, it's, it's a program for how to work professionally. Absolutely, there's a lot of talented people out there without a degree. Hopefully, they're not doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, they're not my doctor. <laughs> Exactly. Well, this may be my last interview. Yeah. So it's a it's you know it is a job, but talent is only part of it. You have to learn how to be professional. We're based in New York City. You know it's the photo the photo city. Um, you know the the access that we have to the galleries, to the artists, to the studios. It's it's unique. Yeah, yeah. It is a magical city. Every time I come to New York City, I think of it as the black and white city. Every shot yeah. you take should be black and white. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, I, I know. And now that it's like we're getting in September, October, the shadows are getting longer. The light is crisp. The air is clear again. Oh, see, now you're just teasing. See? Oh, yeah. The, you know, the windows are starting to reflect on the other side, which I just love. That's great. That's great. Yep. I'm going to take a break from the interview to give a nod to one of our sponsors, Carbonite. When you think about that document you just worked on for hours or the important files you downloaded today, were they backed up automatically? Are they stored off-site, safely away from a computer crash, a nasty virus, or theft? Well, they will be if you have Carbonite. With Carbonite, your files are automatically backed up whenever your computer is connected to the internet. And after you have a computer disaster, it's easy to restore your backed up files. Plus, you can access your backed up files privately on any computer or on your smartphone, iPad, with just a free app. It's unlimited backup with anytime, anywhere access, and it's just $59 a year. Start your free trial today at Carbonite.com with the offer code TWIP. And you'll get two bonus months if you decide to buy. That's Carbonite.com, offer code TWIP. Try Carbonite for free today. 
So let's talk about uh, software for a little bit. Um, you're known as the Photoshop Diva. That's right. I also have bought the domain Lightroom Mistress. <laughs> Lightroom Mistress. Is there anything there at LightroomMistress.com? No, no, because I'm trying to figure out, would it really be black and shiny? <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. All right, Lightroom D or Lightroom Diva, the Photoshop Diva yeah. and the Lightroom Mistress. What is so let's start with Photoshop. Sure. On the Photoshop side of things, you know, I was with Adobe as you know. I think that's right. we met when I was with Adobe. Yep. And um, you know, even within Adobe, Adobe knows that Photoshop is like the the kraken, you know. <laughs> it's the kraken of Adobe. It's the it's the Hydra. It's this giant monstrous thing that can do everything if you ask it or okay. nothing if you don't approach it correctly. Um it, it it is a beast. So where where do you think Photoshop sits in the world of image processing now that we're seeing things like the App Store pop up and these nineteen dollar you know, single task image processing apps that are really glossy and really pretty and can do really good work, but they're like, they can do one thing really well. And I'm seeing a lot of those and people are sort of breaking away, at least in, in the circles that I hang in. Some people are breaking away from, you know, I'm not going to use Photoshop for that. I'm just going to go use this, this little depth of field app that I got and I'm going to do it in there and then shoot it straight to whatever service that I want to do. What do you, what do you think about that? And what's, what's the future of Photoshop? Well, well, but first of all, with the apps, I think that's great because I mean, what it's doing for what it's really doing for me is just getting me away from the desktop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and you know, which is which is just nice because I like being able to like quickly process an image while I'm literally walking down the street. You know, with and your sharing. thumb, right? <laughs> yep. You know, and 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 getting the the feedback. So I think that it's really making me see more images more of the time. You know, I like that ease of transportation, you know, with iPhone, iPad, and, and go. And it's, it's nice not to have that commitment. I mean, I like apps. You know, $1.99, <laughs> I'm there. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's less and than I a cup of coffee. Right. That's, that's exactly. like an eighth of a cup of coffee, coffee in New York City, though. Right? <laughs> that's right. And then, um, you know, you look like what Nick's done with Snapfish. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, there's some really beautiful work being coming out of it. What, what have so, they done? I'm not familiar with that. Nick and, oh, Nick and Snapfish? Yep. Yeah, that's the name of their uh, iPad app. Oh, okay. okay. So it's, re- it's really beautiful for toning, texturing, frames. It's got some nice black and white conversions. And it's sort of that same, what do I want to do um, idea. I want to go to black and white. I want to tone. And it's a the very quick feedback, which I really like about it. Very cool. I just had to yeah. scratch and a quick he- note. I'm, I'm going to go check that out later. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a... San Diego, it's a great company. They're doing good things, very pro-photo. So, I mean, pro is in positive towards photo. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I mean, I think that's all good. I mean, you know, when I'm in Photoshop, it's a different mindset. I'm sort of like, you know, I'm, I'm in a way working more with a goal in mind. You know, I'm, I'm working on a composite. I'm working, you know, doing some high-end retouching. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more focused. I still, like with the iPhone... Or the iPad, you know, my fingers are just sort of thick. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Even with a stylus, it's like, well, this is like working with an eraser on the other side of my pencil. Right, right. You know, so it's like I'm still waiting. detailed work, right? No, it's not. So, you know, I'm still waiting for like that pressure sensitivity to show up. Yeah. That's sort of what I need. It's coming. It's hopefully it's coming. Yep. So then, what's so, the, so then the future of Photoshop? You know, where where do you see it going? Like I was saying at the beginning of this piece, it was um, you know Photoshop's large, and I think the yep. code base is as large as some operating systems. You know, what where is it going? And are we still in a Photoshop era where you need all that power just sitting on your desktop? You know, I mean, the way I see how people are using images is I think it's it's going to become more and more specialized. Mm-hmm. You know, we're seeing Photoshop doing, you know, more and more video work. We're just seeing Photoshop trying to get into 3D. I mean, they, it still hasn't gotten there. Yeah. You know, we, we need to see Photoshop doing better better work with, with matte removal, with texturing. Yeah. And, and going for, for that high-quality work. Yeah. So, 
I think that's where it's got to go. People are really, and I hear it, and I know Adobe hears it, they see $600 price tag, and they're like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and more and more so as the, the economy continues to choke and, and the dollar becomes less and less valuable, right? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, they're trying with that subscription option now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 a hard call. I mean, even if you look at the other app, if you look at Elements, my goodness, Elements is like 70% of Photoshop for... You know, for one hundred twenty nine dollars. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to do the math in my head. I was trying. It didn't. <laughs> it's one hundred twenty nine bucks or ninety nine bucks, depending on where you're shopping. Yeah, and it's really it's there's a lot of good processing in there. Yeah. So I think um, it's it obviously still a great program, but it, I, I have changed the way I work. Yeah. No, I it's, agree. I agree. Yeah. I would love to see. This is just me talking from strictly consumer of Photoshop. I would love to have like a bare bones just core of photoshop you know and then be able to go to some sort of adobe app store and purchase the pieces of photoshop that i want to configure my photoshop so you know like oh, to, yeah like like for a hundred bucks or 200 bucks i buy photoshop the core that does like right. your basic stuff and then if i'm a video editor i buy the video module and stick it on there if i'm a 3d guy i buy that module or from you know and then so i can build my little my personal frankenstein of photoshop and add pieces as i need them instead of like you know making my my family suffer and not eat because i need to buy and have all these bits on my disc that i'm never going to use yeah oh i'm completely with you i I mean i've been saying that something similar for years you know because the problem with photoshop is you spend half your time digging through what you don't need Mm mm-hmm you know, yeah. so, so like, make it go away. You know, exactly. like a lot of people don't need, like, the web stuff. And web people don't need CMYK. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but it's there, and it's sitting on your hard drive whether you like it or not. Yeah. I know, and it's hard to dig through it. I mean, you know, and for t- photographers, it's, you know, if you if you really like saying, well, if you want to dodge and burn non-destructively, you have to add a curves level and then invert the mask. And, like, it's, like, five steps later. It's, uh-huh. like, that's... They're, no, I just want to dodge and burn. I'm like, well, I'm sorry, yeah. you know. And it's it's really it is frustrating. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like there'd, there'd be like much more. I don't know. It'd be, it, for me, from my perspective, I'm you know again, I'm not at Adobe. I'm not sitting in their in their planning sessions, but it seems like a longer tail, you know. Especially now that people have become conditioned to buying small chunks of software online that. Hey, now Photoshop has gone the way of of AT and T in the you know, in the past. They broke it up, and now you have all these different pieces that you can then add on to the core to to make your own Photoshop and still have money left in your pocket. Yeah. Right. So I mean, you know, I mean, still the best part of and you know this. I mean, of Photoshop are the people behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, calling them engineers is in a way almost an insult. These people love this stuff. Oh, yeah. They live they in the Matrix. Take- they live oh, in God. the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they go take pictures. They do workshops. They try it. They're at SIGGRAPH. They're looking. They're, you know, it's amazing. I've, I've watched the, like, the Photoshop team talk with people, and you never hear the word no come out of their mouths. Mm-hmm. They're always like listening, writing, considering. Yeah. And it's really, it's really sort of taught me, like, as a teacher, like, you know, Take the time to listen. It's it's. I'm I'm very impressed. Yeah. At, yeah. at the dedication and the the openness. Yeah, engineers in general. I remember uh, at Adobe. Actually, my best friend um, at Apple. He's still at Apple, and he once told me when I was at, at Apple, um, he was my engineer on a project that I was working on, and he mm-hmm. and he. I was asking him, Hey, can we implement this feature? This feature? This feature? And he just sort of looks at me, and he's like, uh, Yeah, you know what? Anything is possible given enough time or money. <laughs> you know? yep. So which which one do you have more of? And we can we can make whatever your dreams need to come true. We can make them come true. You know, if you have yep. those two assets. So I would I would add into that equation time, money, and talent because you could throw time and money at a problem and have no talent and bang your head against the wall. And I think Adobe has that in spades with their with their scientists and oh, just yeah. the sheer passion for image processing. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Which is great. So, I mean, it is like the big 10-ton tanker. Yeah. You know, so, but you see they're they're working on other interesting, um, you know, projects. They're working on some iPad apps. Mm-hmm. They showed that, you know, a couple months ago. You, you know, as we were talking before, Carousel just announced last week. Yeah, what do you think about that? So, Carousel, 
was a, was announced at Photoshop World in Vegas at uh, uh, on stage. Right. And it was it, it. What is it? So I know what it is, but like explain from the Photoshop diva standpoint. Oh, what, it, <laughs> what is Adobe Carousel, and why should I care? Well, no, no. I see it sort of like I like the ATM machine of images. I mean, I'm anywhere, and I can get at my images. Mm-hmm. You know, up to five with five mach- devices, and it's it is in that. I mean, I'm sure there anyone's cringing that I use that analogy, but it sort of makes sense because you know some professionals like, oh, I have my images backed up on a server, and I can download them with SFTP, and you know, you say that to like a normal person, they're like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so it's sort of nice to know I can access my images, share them with specific groups of people, you know, obviously family, friends, et cetera, make galleries, et cetera. So I sort of see it, I sort of see it like a bank. Yeah. I hope it's not a bank because I would have no images in there right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you I get have a, to- a negative image balance, Mr. <laughs> right. And no, no toaster for you. Yeah. But it's an interesting idea that you can, you know, upload your images, sadly, only JPEGs. Yeah, that's um, the kicker. That's the kicker. Uh, yeah, we, we talked about it on, on the, the show when they first launched it. And, you know, the consensus was because they restricted it to JPEG only. There was a number of, of Achilles heels, if Achilles could have more than one heel. So it was um, the JPEG restriction, A, which kind of knocks it out of the box. The fact that it kind of seems to be replicating some of the things that Apple is planning on doing with their cloud-based service, iCloud, that's coming out. And then um, the, I guess the third thing was, why didn't they just bolt this onto Lightroom or something, you know, make it an add-on for, you know, for a service like that? In the publishers panel. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like it should be there. Why just give it to me and make the software better? Or are they just beta testing and then, I guess the fourth heel, Achilles might be a horse. So the fourth <laughs> heel it was the the price, you know. So they're they're asking for money for this thing when other services are doing this for free, or you could you could do this for free with a number of different things like Dropbox or you know iCloud's coming and other yep. services out there. Why would I want to pay for yet another app to to and and subscribe to it no less, which means I'm being held hostage with my images. So. I don't know. What do you think about that? You know, start with the subscription subscription model. Well, you know, instead of answering that, I'd rather look at the success of Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, really small company. I think they know what are they still only five employees. Yeah. You know, God, the last fact was like fifty million photos have been uploaded. Yeah. And it it's it's that it's that sense of community. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which which is really which is really exciting. Yeah, people. Um, I know people that have never that have never even considered taking photos are now just rabid Instagram users and uploading photos of their feet and all kinds of stuff all the time. And there's some really good shots up there too, which is, you know, it's it's it, yeah, you're right. it's a brave new world that you can create art while you're walking down the street with your thumb. You know, and the thing is that you can see it because you know you have to look at a lot of pictures to be a good image maker. Yeah. So I'll just sort of like on the commute, just dial in and like, well, page through. And it's it's interesting to to be able to enjoy and appreciate images with that ease. Yeah. Now, Katrina, from a, from a consumer standpoint, you know, talking about subscription-based software, you know, notwithstanding anything you know about Adobe, do you yeah. feel like you want to move to a world and a society where you don't own? Oh, well, right now you don't really own any of the software anyway. You just own a license to it. And I right. learned that from Jack Resnicki, by the way. Uh-huh. Um, so you don't really own this software on your computer. You just own a license to use it on that computer or as many computers as your license states. But yep. a subscription-based license, do you think that's the way things are going right now? Okay, well, that's what we talking about with Carousel or with the software? Or? Just in general. Carousel is a sub- subscription-based piece of yep. software. Adobe's moving towards subscription-based with Photoshop. Yep. There's all kinds of online subscriptions, like Kelby is a subscription. All this stuff is subscription where you pay for access. Um, and it looks like people that publish software are trying to move in that direction so they can have this you know, regular revenue stream coming out of consumers rather than having to market to them and tease them to go break out their credit cards every time they release some software right that that is the i know that's the goal on the on the publisher side of the software but on the consumer side does it make sense to have that reoccurring payment come out of your 
your bank account. Personally, personally, I'm not comfortable with it. Yeah. Um, You know, because I know a lot of people, they're still using like CS3 and CS4. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it still works. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like that, you know, then, oh, we'll auto debit your your credit card. Yeah. So personally, maybe because, you know, I've been, I'm older, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the play. Uh, yeah. I'm maybe I'm, I'm older as well. So maybe it's, yeah. it's, that's, that's where I sit as well. I like, I want to, I want to feel like when I need it, I know where to get it. You know, half the battle is just knowing how to get stuff. So I, if I need Photoshop, I know exactly where I can go to get it right now, whether it be online or at an Apple store or at some retailer or whatever, I can go get it. I don't want to have to, Oh, I got an email from Adobe saying, Hey, thank you, Frederick, for continuing your subscription. We've debited you another $200. You know? yep. So, you know, I mean, on the other hand, I got to give props to Adobe, you know, that whole fully functional 30 day trial mm-hmm. that they have, you know, with all their software is fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. That is nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's that business model is not new. That's the old crack dealer business model. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> come on in. Hey, you want some here? Yeah, this is free. You'll you'll love it. Don't, don't you want to pay? Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just try it. You'll like it. You know, Take come it back home. if you want more. Come back. You know where to find me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so on that, let's do just before we close out. I want to uh, the next thing on my list was Lightroom. Mm-hmm. Um. And you, the Lightroom mistress. So yeah. what? So Lightroom itself. You know, a while ago we were talking about. I mean, maybe a year or so ago, it was the is Aperture gonna gonna beat Lightroom? Is Lightroom gonna beat Aperture? And yada yada yada, all this stuff. You know, which yeah. is just you know, it's a moot argument. It was moot then, and it is moot now. Right. So, but. In my opinion, Adobe clearly won the battle. Is standing on top of a pile of bodies, right? <laughs> Waving the Adobe flag. So they won the battle. So are they sitting on their laurels right now? Or can they sit on their laurels and just sort of say, hey, we won. Now we can stop innovating. You know, the Lightroom that you see today is basically what you're going to see tomorrow. No. Well, you know, I mean, just from what I know, absolutely not. They are still, you know, working on improving image quality, workflow. Um, it's only Lightroom 3. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's like... Only, it's st- a baby. Yeah. Total baby. I mean, I think Photoshop, if you took out the CSs, it'd be like version 18, 19, or 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, somewhere, that might be an exaggeration. But, but I mean, Lightroom still... It's a, it's a middle-aged man versus Lightroom as a baby, right? Yeah, I mean, it's really... So, uh, you know, I th- there's, they, they get a lot of customer feedback. Um, I know there's things that they, they, they have to address for it to really become, like, firmly embedded in the professional community. You know, here in New York, Capture One in those studios, that's still the piece of software to know. Yeah, yeah. You know, for because of the, 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 while you're shooting, the speed of the, the, the redraw, you know, the, the automation – the color controls, so they're not they're not they're not the only game in town, um, and and there are issues to address. It's great that there's so many users. Yeah. I shouldn't call them that. That's the back to that crack analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know, customers but, or consumers. Yeah, how about that? Exactly. <laughs> so um, now there's plenty of work that still needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a it's a long road, and they're just they're just entering the uh, the on ramp for that road yeah. right now. Yeah, I mean, I think they really showed. Hey, this is viable. I mean, thank goodness it wasn't squelched. You know, this is viable. This is exciting, and it's if you if you, I think if you're still serious about images, I mean, really tweaking and fine tuning images, um, you know, the hero shots, Photoshop still comes into play. I mean, my best images all get passed off into Photoshop to do really good localized uh, sharpening, mm-hmm. you know, the localized retouching, you know, because the, like the adjustment brushes in Lightroom, they're very general. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I know you can like dodge and burn eye whites and stuff, but it's like, come on, people. Yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to be, if you're doing, if you're working at a professional level, those images are going through Photoshop. Yeah, Photoshop is the surgeon, right? Lightroom is the the general practitioner that can 
can get you know it can get you there, but if you need to really get in there and work on the spleen, yep. you're gonna call a specialist that needs yeah. to go in there and, and and knows spleens like no one else knows spleens, right? Yeah, exactly. The Lightroom's gonna tell me I need to go exercise more. <laughs> exactly. Have you tried changing your diet? <laughs> <laughs> no. So. <laughs> Try positive thinking. You'll feel much better. I'd like to take a quick moment to remind our listeners that this interview is brought to you by Squarespace.com, the fast and easy way to create a high-quality website or blog. Squarespace has an easy-to-use user interface for creating and managing your website or your blog. It's optimized for beginners and folks with CSS experience and those folks who know what CSS means. It's got hundreds of design templates to choose from. You can take one and customize it to fit your needs. They've got iPhone and iPad applications for updating your blog while you're on the go. And the cool thing is they've got online resources and a special support team to give you personal help 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So when you're building that crucial blog that's on the time-sensitive schedule for launch, you can rest assured that Squarespace will be behind you all the way. The all-inclusive service includes several modules to build your web- website from. There's a blog module that includes import and export from services like WordPress, Blogger, Movable Type, and TypePad. It means your data is portable. That means that you're not locked into one service. You can try out Squarespace and not worry that when if you decide that you want to move to some other system, that they're going to make it hard. They actually they're confident in their confident in their service in that so much so that uh, they make it easy for you to leave if you want to it's got a forum builder built in so you can collect email addresses and other information from your site visitors cool things like Flickr support, Twitter support, um, social media buttons to connect to your Facebook friends, etc., etc. Google Maps, on and on and on. It goes on and on. So if you want to try out the service to build your cool website or blog, I suggest you jump right in. Just go get your free trial. Just head over to squarespace.com. You can sign up for a free account. You don't need a credit card. Just try it out. Start building your website. Then, if you decide to purchase that site, just use the offer code TWIP9 and get 10% off for six months. That's squarespace.com and use the offer code TWIP9. Okay, so Photo, Photo Plus Expo is coming up. Oh, yeah. And I think, I don't, yeah, we met at Photo Plus Expo many years ago, I think. Or, yep. uh, yeah, I think so. And I remember, I remember it clearly because that was the day where I made the decision to go my, buy my Canon G9. Uh-huh. You had one around your shoulder, and I That's was like, right. "What is that? Let me see that." I got to get one of these. And a couple weeks later, I had one. Yeah, <laughs> and I still have it. You know, and I hope Canon's listening. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I like the G9. It's a, it's my brick. Although I'm do, I am looking at the the Fuji X100. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, it may replace the G9. That is the new G. You know. Well, but uh, no, Canon just announced. I think yesterday, the G100. Oh, did they? Yep. Which is um, it's it's they went from because I both my husband and I use the S ninety five because they're great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a like a twelve point two megapixel sensor, a slightly longer lens, you know, twenty four like one twenty. Don't quote me, but you can look it up. And uh, it's doing a HD video. Nice. So and it's. I like the S95. I went away from the G11, G12 because I could literally put it in my pocket without worrying that something was going to fall down. Yeah. 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 That's so great. anyway, that was a distraction. No, no, no. So about uh Photo Plus. So Photo Plus. Wait, yeah. You're going to be there. What, I'll be there. What's going on there? What do you what do you have planned? Is it SVA doing anything special? What's the deal? Yeah, well, um the night before Photo Plus, uh, that Wednesday, October 26th, from six to eight, our department is uh, the open. It's the opening reception for our thesis show for the students that graduated just this summer in 2011, and it's a, a, always a great show to see. This year we had 17 graduates because you really see sort of like what the young people are doing now with digital photography, yeah. and so it's from like very what I would call like straight photography, which doesn't really exist, yeah. to uh, you know highly stylized, highly composited work. Um, beautiful prints. I mean, everybody always comments that the prints are among the best that they ever see. And so it's always a nice sort of pre-Photo Plus Expo event. They can get information at uh, sva.edu slash digital photo. Okay. And then 
the Photo Plus Expo, they're putting a lot of emphasis on uh, video this year. Mm-hmm. You know, like video, means- videography, or DSLR video. Yeah, D- H- DSLR. Okay, got it. A lot of emphasis on that. A lot of emphasis on uh, uh, tablets. You know, getting your portfolio out to you know iPads, etc. I've got some hands-on sessions. Our faculty are speaking there, so it's always fun. You know, definitely that Thursday, Friday are the best days to go. Thursday and Friday, noted. Thursday and Friday, yeah, okay. absolutely. Saturday, and when is your event? Your event is on the Thursday night. It's the Wednesday night, October twenty-sixth. Okay. Yep. So. It's always a great weekend, you know, in New York. It's a good time of year. We've got Halloween coming up. Then you can go take take pictures of the Halloween parade, which is just completely crazy. Oh, Halloween parade in New York City. That's got to... Oh, it starts down the village. Imagine. Oh, yeah, it starts down the village. And it's like every different shape, size, and imagination of being. Wow. The best part is just riding the subway afterwards. <laughs> That's probably where the best shots are, right? A lot of good shots. <laughs> you have a Darth Vader sitting next to, I don't know, like Iron Man or something. Right? Yeah, or like that insurance lady with the red lips. Yeah. <laughs> the dominatrix sitting next to, like, Barney. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. I so love it. I love it's it. always a great weekend. That's great. So, yeah. Katrina, I wanted to wrap up with um, just um, women in digital technology and fine art. You know, and just sort of your impression on where things, let's say where they were, say 10 years ago, you know, mm-hmm. versus to where we are right now. And, you know, from the context of, you know, both population, you know, the number of, of women that have decided that, okay, you know, I could, I could have an opportunity in this, this area right. or in this field. And just, you know, do they have a different eye than males do? And does, is that, piece of it a factor is gender even a factor when it comes to creativity so let's start with just the the demographics and the the sizing of it have you seen it grow stay the same or decline well i can see it i can see it in the enrollment in both uh like undergraduate and graduate courses that now there's there's more women in in most of these uh creative programs or definitely in the photography programs mm-hmm. um you know we're we're at about 60 percent more you know, when 60. I was at, wow. Yeah, so it's definitely uh, there's more women entering the schools and and wanting to learn about it and be trained. I mean, when I was in high school, like a long time ago in the mid seventies, you know, I told the guidance counselor like, "Oh, you know, I want to be a photographer," and he's like, "Oh, you know, they use numbers." And I'm like, I just sat there. Cause I was what like, was that? An episode of Mad Men or something? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Not quite, but it was like. And then he's like, oh, you know, you know, the equipment's really heavy. And I looked at him, I go, you know, most of it's on wheels because he'd obviously never been in a photo studio. They don't make pink cameras, young lady. <laughs> yeah. But that's sort of, I mean, even back then, that's what I was hearing. Like, oh, there's numbers. It's technical. And I was like, wow. you got to be kidding me. So nowadays, you know, in terms of that, you know, hey, you know, we don't mix chemistry anymore either. Um, the, 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 the quality of the equipment is you know so good that they, you can't use that as an excuse anymore so there's a lot more women entering the field there's a lot more women doing really good work because to do good photography is 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 the more personal you make it the more universal it is yeah yeah and I, so you can't hide behind the gears the lenses the numbers the the dweeby stuff yeah so women are excelling and but where I'd like to see more women, I'd like to see more women speakers. I'd like to see more women at conferences. I'd like to see more women role models. Yeah, that's still not. I'm not happy with that. Yeah, I was talking to a wedding photographer, Sarah France, who we we have on the show from time to time. She's a San Diego based wedding high end wedding photographer, and um, yeah, I, was, I think this was a while ago. I was asking her why the the rise in female wedding photographers and you know there was a bunch of reasons but one of the reasons she gave was because she thought that women could had a better rapport with brides and who were the consumers of this particular service right 
Mm-hmm. So she felt like versus, a, you know, a guy showing up in there and saying, hey, I'm your photographer. I'm going to do all this. Who could do a really good job and, and shoot the wedding? The a female can go in there when the bride's getting dressed and, you know, and not make the bride feel uncomfortable and, you know, not get shooed out at certain times, you know, that kind of thing. Do you think there's there's merit to that? Well, I think, um, you know, being invisible in those situations is a real skill. Yeah. And obviously there's fabulous male wedding photographers. I think um, that it might be easier to identify with a woman or that a woman's gone through that. And so take the, take the nerves down a notch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, I would agree with that. I think that would be, you know, I'd rather have a, a woman there. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 She said she does some uh, boudoir photography as well. And she says she's mm-hmm. decided the same thing. You know, women get much more comfortable with her and she's able to elicit expressions and poses easier than having the sexual tension of a man there, you know, yeah. saying, hey, do this thing. And she's like, what? You know, that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Very interesting. Well, Katrin, thank you for coming oh, well, thank on. You. This has been a, a educational interview you know my head is about to explode just like it was after speaking with jack resnicki i don't know what you guys are doing at the sva but oh boy. <laughs> you're you're exploding heads over there yeah we have we have high expectations and every year i i i increase them i raise them and somehow they meet them again so speaking of so. speaking of getting into the sva what's what's required because i know a lot of listeners are like okay i'm gonna go check that program out uh, that may be for me i'm looking for a life change and i can commit the time but do I need a million dollars to get in? Do I have to have a bachelor's degree already to get in? What What are the requirements? Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's a you know the fully accredited program, and you to pursue a master's degree, you have to have an undergraduate degree. Mm-hmm. Now, that undergraduate degree doesn't need to be in photography. Mm-hmm. And we've had people come in, you know, literature, history, uh, medicine, finance. We have somebody right now in the program who's just about to finish his MBA, but he wants to actually open a photo-related business. So he's in our online program part-time, which is incredibly smart, you know, because he's going to one of the best schools for his business degree, and now he's getting that the photo background. We have another person that, that came up from Brazil who specifically is here to learn about the, the, the gallery scene. What does it take to run a gallery and workshops? Because he wants to go back to Brazil and do that in Brazil. Wow. So people can approach photography. Is, is There's a lot to the world of photography in addition to being like the shooter. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you're a part of it. I'm a part of it. And so you can really be very creative with that. But back to applications. You have to have a bachelor's degree. New York State's sort of a stickler for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I have people... They have tried to convince me they can do it in any order, but it's like, no, you can't. Yeah, yeah. And then in all honesty, that the portfolio is really the most important part of the application. It's about 70%. I mean, of course, there's letters of recommendation and transcripts and a letter of intent. But the first thing we look at is the portfolio. And, you know, we want strong students. We want the best photographers. Yeah. Um, and it's... We're very good at, let's say, even if we don't like a type of photography, you know, I, we can recognize if it's good. Yeah. And so we're really looking for potential. We're looking for, for people that are, that are curious because if you want to be a good photographer, you have to be able to ask a lot of questions. You're asking questions and then you're, you're actually exploring and developing the answers with your images. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Is it? I, I would imagine that portfolio review is a like a candlelit room with a bunch of SVA faculty sitting around in black robes looking at, <laughs> looking at portfolios and <laughs> chanting and that sort of thing. Is that how it goes? Yeah, it's, it's not quite Macbeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking more of Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. Um, no, it's, uh, it's, it's, it is a review committee. Uh, as soon as the applications come in, we have a... Uh, an assistant renumber everything, so we don't know, we don't know name, we don't know background, we don't know gender. Mm. So you turn, you're, they're immediately turned into their application number, which personally is just very important for me. Yeah. And um, the interesting thing about our portfolio is it's 15 flat files and five layered images. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. And so we want to see that people have the basic understanding of of Photoshop. 
Wow. And, um, so you actually open up the Photoshop file and look at the layers and, and look at what their thought processes were behind using certain blending layers yep. and masking and all that stuff to see if they have it? That's my favorite part. That's great. Wow. Yep. So you're not just sitting there looking at pictures saying, oh, good, bad, good, bad. Yeah. No. Nope. You know, you're, you're diving into the DNA of this stuff. Well, yeah, it's sort of like when you're in someone's home. Like some people like looking in the kitchen or some people like looking in the medicine cabinet. Mm-hmm. I like looking at layers. <laughs> All right. I think I think we're going to leave it right there. That's the perfect way to end this interview. All right, Katrine likes to look at layers. Perfect. That's right. All right, Katrine, where where can people go if they want to find out more about you, like the School of Visual Arts, and maybe some work that you're working on, or catching up with you at Photoshop at um, Photo Plus Expo? Well, the easiest way to find out way too much about me is to just go to KatrineEisman.com. That's a link to the department, all my books, websites. Sadly, website is out of date. Um, you want to follow me on Twitter. That's also the original, you know, twitter.com slash Katrine Iceman. I'm there way too much. And um, also on Facebook. Awesome. So, no Google Plus yet, huh? Oh, you know, I'm saving that for the winter. <laughs> You're gonna dive into Google Plus after after yeah. had a chance to marinate a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, I know I'm in a lot of circles. Yeah, you're in my, yeah. you're in one of my circles. So yep, yep. So uh, the, you know, the fall semester is always the busiest time of year for us. You got new lecture series, you know, open houses, the opening, Photo Plus Expo. Yeah. So. Well, very good, Trent. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to this special interview episode of TWIP. Next week, we'll be back to our regular roundtable format. If you'd like to sound off about this interview, you can leave a comment on the blog post at thisweekinphoto.com or leave your comment in the TWIP forums at thisweekinphoto.com forward slash forums. One final note, we'll be shifting the show release schedule from Tuesdays to Fridays. We're making this move because we're moving the day we record TWIP to Wednesdays. Right now, we currently record on Saturdays. Look for a fresh new episode of This Week in Photo each and every Friday afternoon. What a perfect way to start your weekend. That's it for this episode of TWIP. And as always, remember to take that lens cap off. This Week in Photo is a PixelCore.tv production, produced by Suzanne Llewellyn, with technical producers John Riley and Alutha Jamakar.